Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach at Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for you learn something new, press subscribe. You will get a new show each week. This show, of course, is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. And despite the fact that they are on a well-deserved summer break and getting ready to head off to college. Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco are continuing to edit our shows for the summer. Thank you, thank you, ladies. You've been doing this for a year now. I still haven't met you in person. I hope that when you come back to visit during college breaks, maybe we can have lunch or something because I, I, I'm indebted to you as we all are because this show would not be possible without your talent. So thank you, thank you. And today I am very pleased to welcome back our Director of Nutrition Services, Stephanie Bruce. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for those who, uh, I, I can't believe really that there's anybody listening who doesn't know who you are, but in <laughs> case they don't, how long have you been with us? Um, I have been with the district nine years. Crazy, crazy. I just, <laughs> you know, in some ways it feels like you just got here. And in most ways it feels like you've been here forever. So same. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and that's actually a very good thing because uh, I, you know, through this whole pandemic here and, and as we're recording the show a little in advance, things are looking really good. We're very optimistic that, when we come back to class um, early August, things will be not quite the same as they were before, but cl as close as we can be um, with having everybody back. And we're hopeful that that will happen. And we'll talk more about that in terms of what we do for uh, feeding our kids when they come back to campuses, right. all of them at once. But, uh, uh, really, uh, all all of our staff stepped up very quickly to pivot and do what was necessary to make this whole thing work when we were on distance learning for uh, a year and a quarter. Yeah. And definitely, Stephanie, the department that stepped up first and <laughs> I necessity because uh, eating is a very important thing and um, our families do rely on the free meals that their kids are provided with right. from the school district. You guys did not even have an hour to breathe. It was like we shut down on Friday, March 13th, 2020 right. and Saturday morning you and your team were in your office figuring out how we're going to start on Monday to feed uh, thousands of kids. Correct. And it was truly, um, it was amazing. And actually knowing you and the team, uh, a lot of them, it wasn't surprising, but it was <laughs> just um, really 
uh, from a, an outside perspective, if anybody, they wouldn't believe it because you actually, I mean, that I'll never forget that Monday morning when, you know, you just ready to roll. And um, I want to, I want to kind of start where we are now and then we'll, we'll take a, a stroll backwards, okay. but kind of like to look at, um, first of all, how about how many meals have you served? Like, you know, we got to, um, let's say between March and May. So March of 2020 to May of 2021, like how many meals did you serve and a ballpark and compare that to a typical time during that period? Um, well, in that time period, we have served eight and a half million meals. Wow. Yeah. And, and typically in that time period, we would serve around 4 million. Unbelievable. And, and, again, and again, not surprising because, you know, our families uh, who um, our, our, our district has been 100% free meals for a couple of years now because we have enough of our population that qualified for free meals anyway. Right. And, and that equates to, you know, before even the pandemic, high 80s, right? 88, 89%. Yep. 89 to 90. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so it's not surprising that when the pandemic hit and so many people were um, out of work, that that increased uh, the need for providing meals right and um it, it so what about um here we are in the middle of the summer what what's happening for summer meals well you know this year we're doing a large summer school um program usually we just have the four high schools this year we have um, most of the elementary schools middle schools and all the high schools so we're doing um, quite a, a an, um, creative logistic plan <laughs> that we came to up with to um, distribute meals that are easily grab and go. Um, in some of our sites where we have uh, larger populations of students, we have our staff there doing hot meals on a few days, but a lot of it is cold. Some of it is to go um, because the students are there in the middle of the day. And we're also serving our community partners again. Um, we've done that every summer. Last year we didn't because of the shutdown. Um, and this year we're doing all of the boys and girls clubs in Coachella, Mecca, Indio, and La Quinta, as well as our community programs here with the Palm Springs um, Recreation Center, the James O'Jesse Center, um, and a few other uh, boys and girls clubs and libraries in the area. So does that go on for the entire summer, those community programs? It does. They all start the day school gets out and they go until the day we go back. Wow. And how is it that we're uh, Palm Springs Unified School District Nutrition Services and we're feeding kids in the East Valley during the summer? How, how does that work? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, several years ago, um, the Borrego Springs used to be the Desert Hot Springs Boys and Girls Club. And 
the um, group that managed that club also manages those four in the East Valley. And um, they really like our menu. And they <laughs> asked years ago if we would do all four. And um, I encouraged them to go to their local districts. And they did. Um, you know, but labor's become an issue. And it's it's some some of the, I know Coachella had difficulty finding people to work it. And so that's how we ended up with Coachella and Mecca. And um, I, I don't know about what's going on at Desert Sands next door. Um, I think that they had, were taking a break for the summer and doing a smaller program, which is fine. And we just said, well, we're already on our way and we're, a truck is going to go that way anyway. So we're going to you know, we're going to make it work for them. Our, our attitude here in nutrition services is if there's a, a, a child that's hungry, we're going to feed them. That's, uh, that's so amazing. And that's so true. Um, because like you, as you said, you're committed to serving the kids with the partnerships that you have with the boys and girls clubs in the mid and the East Valley. Mm -hmm. And yet our program here is that much bigger this summer because of all of the um the summer programs we have going on right so you guys certainly have your work cut out for you and um i what can i say i to say that everyone is grateful is truly an understatement and the you you and your team realize how great the need the need is and you just step up and and address it. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We, you know, we do, we always, we have always have a little moment of panic, but we always make it work. Everyone here loves a puzzle and that's pretty much what our job is every day. <laughs> so we just put it together. Well, you know, I, I was in a, I was in, we're in a lot of meetings together, but we meet in uh, our extended cabinet meetings once every couple of weeks. And it, it didn't used to be once every couple of weeks. It used to be, you know, once every couple of months. And yeah. the pandemic hit, of course, we made those meetings uh, more often. For a while, we were even meeting every week because we all had to share uh, what, you know, updates on how things were changing and what we were going to do to address those changes. And I'm talking about, you know, from the from public health at the state and the county level. and and everything was changing, you know, sometimes daily. And right. we had sure that we were all on the same page. But um, I spent a lot more time listening than contributing, being the communications person who needed to share out what was being said in those meetings. And you actually, um, during one of those recent meetings, learned that okay, we're going to have all these summer programs and we're also going to be providing transportation and we're going to have all these kids on campuses and we've never done that. Right. And your, your response was, I'm on it and we'll get it done. And well, and you had a plan within a number of days and it, it was finished. And you inspired me to marvel at the fact and i said it out loud and i've tried to say it at every opportunity i can that our entire leadership team there's probably not a single person actually I, there isn't a single person i've come in contact with who's ever said we can't do that yeah. or there's no way 
or even provided any kind of a negative response. Now, I, I always say I never know what people do when they go home and vent to their mothers <laughs> or are kick their dog or, you know, anything like that, because, you know, you got to vent somewhere, but at no time, we, some of us cried. I think you and I cried together. I did. (laughs) Um, And that's okay, because you got to let it out. But it was never, it was never about um, negativity, like, I can't believe that they're asking me to do this. It can't be done. It was I wish I could do more faster and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it done. I just need to like let this out because it's all so sad. And yeah, you know, Stephanie, I mean, it really, you, you said your response, the way you've responded straight along just really hit me. Like that's, that's the kind of place we work at and that's the kind of team we have. Exactly. I mean, and that's, and that's one of the things I love about this district. And, you know, it's not just me, it's, it's my colleagues who are just saying, or, you know, we'll make it work. What do you need? Well, what do you need? And we just, we just collaborate, work together. And we all have that collective um, goal and doing what's right for our kids. Yeah, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day here on KGX and KWXY. And my guest, and my my guest who's my friend, is our Director of Nutrition Services, Stephanie Brewston. We're kind of just reflecting through, reflecting back through uh, what it's been like for you and your team during the pandemic. And and I want to talk a little bit more about that. But before we do, let's talk about what, how things are going to look when we resume classes on August 4th. Um, We are going to have, unless something changes and we do, I always preface this, we record a little in advance here. So as of, you know, our recording, things are looking really good. And our plan is to have all of our kids back full time. So with that, uh, because during the hybrid program, we did grab and go meals. So if the kids were in their small cohorts in um, uh, Think Together groups or the learning hubs, they, they were fed on campus. Everybody else, they came for their um, morning classes and they were sent home with a grab and go lunch for that day and a breakfast for the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. So when everybody comes back and it's full day, we're going to be feeding kids. Right. So will that be any different than it's been in previous times? Um, Well, you know, when we, if we have kids back, which I think is the plan for a regular school day, then um, we will be offering them breakfast as they come to campus. And in the middle of their day, we'll be offering, offering them lunch in the NPR um, like we have in normal times, pre-pandemic times. Um, The only difference is going to be we will still have some sort of social distancing um, Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that they are all facing one direction, only have their masks off when they eat. Right. And that, that will likely, you know, unless we get to that herd immunity where all of, uh, so, uh, you know, 70, 75% of the 
population is vaccinated, including kids. And see, that's going to be, you know, the kids uh, are starting to be vaccinated now, but they probably aren't up to the little kids yet. And that will take a little more time. And these kids are little spreaders. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they, most of them will not get sick, but they, they do spread it around and that's why you have to be so careful with social distancing and you know when you eat and when you play i mean that's you know prime prime time for spreading so that's, we do need to be careful and at the same time we do need to feed our kids so i have no doubt you guys will make it work the way you've made everything work straight along and i think back to march of 2020 and you guys getting together in your office the day after we had to shut down right and um the first time we had uh we were doing daily distribution for a little bit yeah for two weeks we did daily distribution and we just could not keep up with the with the amount of people that were showing up yeah and it it truly and then then we also which was really creative and i don't know if a lot did this but we did it for some time where we not only distributed at some of the school sites but we were distributing at bus stops we used our drivers who were no longer transporting kids they came and picked up meals and they they met the families at the bus stops Yeah, I'll tell you, people thought I was crazy when I told them what I was doing. And then within weeks, all across the country, you saw people doing the same thing. You know, Stephanie, honestly, you you know, Palm Springs Unified as a whole is a trailblazing district in many respects. But (laughs) probably you personally are a trailblazer for what you do and what your team does for the definitely for the state and probably for the nation in a, in a lot of ways because you I think it's because you're not afraid to just say you know let's try this if it doesn't work we won't do it yeah we'll change it and yeah I am I'm a little bit of a rebel and it you know at that time you know, people would say, well, the regulations say, and I'm like, I'm sorry, the regulations are out the window. We've never seen something like this in our lifetime. And I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get the food to the kids. And you know what, that's true too, huh? Because you, you like, didn't really concern yourself with whether it met the, the guidelines for how we are allowed to get meals out because you just knew that the meals had to get out. And then the guidelines came along and (laughs) it was all perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, lo lo and behold, we were doing exactly what the waivers allowed us to do. (laughs) Oh, and and we even, uh, and I say we, I wasn't part of it. All I did was try to communicate it. And it was very difficult to do because it was a little complicated. You started down the road of, um, coming up with a system where people would have to prove that they're 
you know, that their kids go to this school district and that they have, you know, that we had to look them up in the system and, you know, because that's what you usually have to do. And so that we were told you need to do this and you did start to do that and you came up with cards and we, you know, and of course we still said, look, you know, this isn't going to be perfect. And if you're hungry, just come and we're going to feed you. Right. And, um, and we did that for a little bit. And then of course it turned out that the, you know, powers that be realized that this was just way too big of a, of a mountain to try to climb and we need to get everybody fed. Right, right. Yeah, and thank and, goodness for that. And, and we and they actually did extend that, right? Um, we did. We, we're still able to feed all kids um, without anybody having to show proof that they belong to us, right? Um, yeah, through the summer, we were able to do that. Um, the, we are going to be able to serve students for the remainder of, of um, well, actually, all the way through June of 2022. Um, we do have to change our meal program, um, though, as kids come back. And we will have to um, show proof that we're serving eligible children. So we can still serve the community. But if we're going to allow parents to pick up, they're going to have to prove to us that they have a child under the age of 18. Um, so we're working on how we're going to do that as well. Because the whole intent of that is to get us back to normal. So they right. really want us back on the right meal program, which is the National School Lunch Program. Um, and the beauty of this district is, you know, we've been on that community eligibility where we feed everyone for free. And um, I'm recertifying again this year. So we'll have another four years of that. And, um, you know, that makes it easier for us. But this next year so that we can still make sure people are fed, whether they're enrolled with us or not, that will just be the one caveat. So and, and speaking of that, um, I know that I don't think in for the 2020, 21 school year, anybody filled out anything. Um, be, and we didn't ask them to, and there was nothing to fill out, but in years past, you know, before we had the CEP program, we had to have our families, uh, fill out an application for free or reduced lunch right. in order for their kids to be eligible. And then now that we are a full district where we provide free meals to all of our kids. That's not necessary, but we still had them fill out. And I don't remember the name of the, of the form, but um, we did have them fill out a form online because it impacted how much funding each of our schools got. Now, is that, right. is that in place for this coming year or not? Um, it, it will be in place for this coming year. I know in this, uh, the, during the pandemic, um, the state couldn't really um, give us really any guidance on whether we needed to do it, we didn't need to do it. Um, luckily for us, we were already in that community eligibility, and I was able to set a base year when we applied for that. And so we were able to utilize the numbers of students whose parents had already completed those applications or those forms. So we only really needed a handful of forms, but our our um, unduplicated count was already so high based on all of that. We really didn't need to go to the families this year, um, but this coming year, we will have to do that again. 
All right. So you, but by, uh, will that be right at the beginning of the school year or later than that? It will be at the beginning of the school year because those forms, um, we need those to collect um, as many forms as we can before the end of October. Um, yeah. So that, because that's our deadline to, uh, gather all the information and then report that to the state. Uh, what we do here though in nutrition services is we um, get the information from the state and our county on families who are receiving some sort of government assistance via CalFresh, CalWorks, or SNAP. Um, we certify all those children. We extend the benefits to the other children in that household. And then it's all those students who aren't certified in that manner their parents will have to fill out one form for their family. And please do do this because I know that, um, you know, in the past people have said, well, I, they don't want to hear from me. I make too much money. I'm not, no, we need to hear from everybody. Right. And not about, it's, it's really, it's not about your kids getting fed. They're getting fed anyway. The, we need to get these kind of counts so that we can get the maximum amount of funding for each of our schools. Right. So. Right. It, exactly. And it's a very short form. It's very simple. Yeah. It doesn't ask for any real identifying information. It asks for a range of income, not a specific dollar amount, which is nice. Um, and, um, and, and you can even call the school site and have one of the site secretaries complete the form for you if you don't have access to internet or a cell phone to do it. Excellent. So you will be hearing from nutrition services. You will be hearing from your school sites. You will see uh, social media from the district. There'll be stuff on the website. You will be well informed when it's <laughs> time to do this i promise and we're asking that you please do do it because in the long run it really helps the district and gets us more funding so absolutely i'll get off, I'll get off the soapbox right <laughs> now and before we wrap up tell um tell share a little bit about what kind of a response you've gotten from our families i know we recently had like you know in may it's the week of everyone. Like we say thank you to all of our staff members, but the school lunch heroes is a big one. And there's, you know, especially with, since we've been having the weekly distributions, people come and bring gifts and uh, signs and but just give us a little snapshot of what you've heard feedback from our families. Uh, it's been overwhelming. It really has. Um, the, the students have drawn pictures and thank you cards, and um, we've had them personally hand them out to uh, all of our employees and volunteers who are on the curbside serving them on a weekly basis. Um, we've had students write poems and come and sing songs. Um, we had Girl Scouts bring cookies as a thank you. Uh, the phone calls from the parents have been amazing. Um, we've had families who the entire families were quarantined and we would deliver their meals on a weekly basis. Um, we have had families send Starbucks gift cards for our, our team. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just been really, over, it's been so overwhelming and so heartwarming. Um, and even this last, you know, school lunch superhero day, um, we found these great little vegetable cutouts that had capes and masks and they, you know, sent them out to all the sites so they could have a little mascot and we had flags and signs and it was just a really fun day. And it was nice to see our staff 
after 14 months of, of this curbside service, let loose and have a lot of fun and they're still smiling and they still love what they do and um, they wouldn't have it any other way. And I've I've said since the day I got here, it's the best team in the nation. And I still say that today, nine years later, it's, it is the best team I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Amen to that. And one of the school sites did send me pictures and it was a banana. I think they had there as a mascot. And there was like, you know, the, and I posted it on Facebook and then somebody wrote, Oh, we had a carrot. And I mean, it was just so cute that they, you know, they were going back and forth about who their mascot was. And <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had corn and broccoli and apples and oranges and bananas. It was fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, I love I you, love, Joan. I love your team. I mean, you guys have been great and uh, we're lucky to have all of you. So a uh, shout out to our principals and the um, some of their staff members who stepped up from day one and said, I will do whatever it is. It, that's not, they're not usually involved in meal distribution and they're out there every week helping wherever they need help, wherever their help is needed. So uh, a shout out to them too, all of our, um, there's been plenty of volunteers. We can't thank them all, but we are right here. Thank you all. And Stephanie, as the team leader, Thank you. Thank you. And we will definitely have you back in a couple of months for an update. Thank you, Joan. Absolutely. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jasmine and Myra. Thank you again, Stephanie. And we will see you next week.